0: back. It has been quite a while. I would imagine that some of you forgot that we even do a podcast or you were thinking, oh, maybe they're done with the podcast. Now we just, we needed a little bit of a break. And with the holidays, there wasn't much going on, not much to talk about. And we figured we'd go ahead and make our weeks just slightly easier and take some time off from doing the podcast. But we are happy to be back. Uh, unfortunately, still... Doing the virtual get around studio, which means I am in here by myself, but joining us via FaceTime is James Cook and Andrew Rosenthal. I uh, really appreciate it, guys. Thanks for thanks for doing your job and being here.
1: Yeah, I mean I you know, could have just rolled out of my bed and jumped on the podcast, so I don't really know if there's
0: much to thank me for, but <laughs> see that's what I do every single day. That's been that's been my 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 circadian rhythm is has been destroyed since moving back to sports.
1: Yeah, I hate it. See, but you're not you're not in your home office though, and you can't you know walk over and pet your dog if you get a little too too heated on the podcast. Uh, Me and James can can you know just have a little comfort, a little uh,
0: extra guest per se. That's very true. I should have brought the fact of the matter is if I brought Luna in here and had her she would be whining and scratching at the door of the studio just so she could wander around and go to the front desk and get crackers because that's what happens every time I bring her in.
1: Like, oh. No, Fanny's napping right now. She, she does like to whine and scratch when I do close my door. It's, I'm like, oh, i got to be Fanny. you got to stay out here. She's like, no, 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 let me in. Let me, let me talk.
0: <laughs> so who here hasn't had Omicron? I can raise my hand and say I, I haven't had COVID yet. I've had regular Omic- COVID, but not Omicron. Oh, you had regular COVID? Yeah, last March. It was, that's why I didn't work at all during districts other than I did prep roundup every night. Oh, okay. Unfortunately, at a, a New Year's Eve gathering uh, that I went to, unfortunately, or fortunately, I did not, because I was working that night, uh, I did not get into the, uh, the club that everyone went to and got COVID. Like, just pretty much everybody Got it yeah it's it's pretty wild i'm I'm double masking whenever I go to events i I put the the cloth mask on and then i I put the uh, surgical mask over that uh, I don't have an n95 I, I gave all those away but i I'm sure that they're available somewhere but I, I feel pretty confident with the double mask and staying away from people are you guys masking when you go
2: usually yep. Uh, the, the TC Central St. Francis game, I went in there and it was just after TCATS had dropped the mask mandate. Mm-hmm. So like nobody was wearing masks. Yeah. And I was like getting looks because I was wearing a mask for a while. And then after a while I took, I took it off and forgot to put it back on.
0: I would imagine that I'm, I, I think I get looks, but that all could be in my head. I would imagine wearing two masks. People are like, what is wrong with you? But the thing is, like, I have two immunocompromised parents, and I would like to go back and see them in a couple of weeks uh, so we could celebrate Christmas on our, our take two because COVID blew up our Christmas when, we went, uh, when I was back there for the actual holiday. But
2: We had the COVID scare over our Christmas because my, uh, my sister, who is a nurse and should know better, came to Christmas anyway suspecting that it was 99% likely that her husband had COVID, and it turned out he did. Perfect.
0: That's yeah. Key. Gotta love that.
2: I yeah, think... But, we, but I tested, I tested negative. But yeah, I've, I've had a lot of friends who i have, you know, just like, you know, hey, you want to go watch the football game? And they're like, uh, you know, now I'm going to have to pass. I, you know, had close contact with somebody the other day, so I'm staying home for the weekend, and, or, you know, five days or whatever.
0: And, yeah, and and I mean...
1: A
2: bunch
0: Andrew, you invited us out to, to drinks. What was that, Wednesday, I think? Pint night or something like that?
1: Wednesday or Thursday.
0: Yeah. And I was just mm-hmm. like, I'm not going anywhere. Like, I'm not... as Until until this calms down, I, I really don't feel like... And it's not so much about putting myself at risk. I'm double vaccinated and, and boosted. And so even if I do get it, my chances are that it'll be a milder case than, than normal. But... Again, I've got two parents who are immunocompromised, one of whom is on antibiotics right now for, uh, for an infection. And I'm just like, I'm not risking that.
2: Yeah, I've got a wife who's the same way. She's actually sleeping upstairs right now with a cold. She, we, we got her tested. She's negative for COVID, but just has a cold.
0: Yeah, I don't know how I was so lucky to be around a, a bunch of people on New Year's Eve and, and come out unscathed, but like I said, I, I would imagine everybody crowded into a uh, a club that was at max capacity uh, on New Year's Eve that there was plenty of respiratory material in the air that
1: night. I gotta uh, say, when I was at the when I was at the Cherry T Ball Drop uh, on New Year's Eve, there uh, was about good amount of people that were wearing masks, so uh, we were just kind of off to the side
0: enjoying the show and staying safe, so it was kind of nice. The ball drop is always like, oh yeah, that'll be great, oh I'd love to go to that, and then i go to it and I'm like, I don't know why I went to that.
1: Yeah, the music wasn't great, I, don't know, I can't <laughs> lie.
0: It's like, what, is, I mean... The only complaint I had about it was the music, um, that's not even really a complaint, we were having fun. Was, was it too young? Was it too much for young people? There's a lot of TikTok the Apple music. B, the Applebee song. You know, the Applebee's. Oh, uh, my God. Beta. How is that, that, how is only, that allowed like to be a song? It was the most modern song. How is that allowed to be a song? It's a commercial. <laughs> I, I would feel so bad selling out. I feel bad uh, doing what I'm about to do right now, which is uh, the Get Around Podcast is brought to you by Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's, two locations in Traverse City. Freaky fresh, freaky fast. Jimmy John's. Freaky, yeah. Yeah, there we go. But hey, we gotta pay the bills somehow. And that's how it is.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so we can tell you about boys and girls basketball. The our early impressions to the season.
0: Look at that. Look at Andrew trying to segue and just get us right into to actual podcast talk and like, you know what, what maybe we should stop talking about COVID nineteen. Doing your job, man. And do and do what uh, (laughs) do what this podcast is actually meant for. So all right, so yes, let's go ahead and get into the pulse and, and talk about We're uh, we're now a month and a half, a little over a month and a half into the basketball season. Of course, a a lot of teams had that long layoff, anywhere from like 10 to 14 days. What team right now, and we'll start with uh, with the girls, what team right now is kind of standing out? Would it be Traverse City Central and uh, our guests later in the show, which is uh, TC Central girls basketball players, uh, Ashlyn Hill and Kate Heathouse, is it? Is it the Trojans right now starting off, uh, was it 6-1, and one, I believe?
1: Yeah, I can't help but be impressed by that. You know, they had a, I don't recall the last time Central has had a win streak like that and had to start their season like this. Um, had to have been when they had Margo with there. But um, on the girls' side, I'm def- I'm, I think, it, or before the season, it was like, oh, let's you know, look at what or Petoskey has coming back. You know, they're a junior and senior-loaded team. They're just going to sweep the big north out right and they lost to Gaylord. So – um, it's gonna be it's definitely a big week there for the big North Conference and girls, you know, Central's traveling to Gaylord uh on Friday,
0: so I believe. Is it surprising that this is being done on our first year head coach Jen Dutmers, uh, and such a, a young team? Because it it is a, a very young team.
1: Oh yeah, no, they only have like one or two seniors, so it's I, I wouldn't really say it's surprising. You kind of think when you have a new head coach there's gonna be some sort of changes in regard but um yeah i yeah yeah i wouldn't say it surprised me yeah i'm not
2: really too surprised i think the change i think the coaching change kind of brought back a spark you know i think that can just happen with, with with coaching changes and with a especially maybe with a young team and and the fact that they're just playing their best players you know rather than rolling out seniors that you know may not be their best their best players um you know, I don't know how many times you see schools do that, where the kids who are seniors have to play because they're seniors.
1: James, we, we're not. You know, this isn't the only team we're seeing that with a new coach. You know, look at Traverse City Christian.
0: You know, their whole sweep the floor mentality. You know, um, Brendan, you were at one of your games this past week. What did you see out of them? I, I knew going into that that Traverse City Christian was going to take care of business against Forest Area. Forest Area is having a, a down year. They are also very young, um, from top to bottom varsity and, and down to J.V. That is a very young team. And their coach Eugene Shimshack, uh, he was you know he talked to me after the game, and uh, he, he talked about this team and how they are growing, and that the fact of the matter is so many of them are going to be able to grow together. For the next three to four years, because they have such a young core, and that young core is going to be seeing varsity time on the floor every single night that, the, that they're playing. They've got a lot to work on, no doubt about it, but there's some raw talent there that, that'll be interesting to see in, in a couple of years if those players can kind of stick through and stay with the program during a, a downtime. Traverse City Christian was very impressive. And uh, you look at Brock Broderick, uh, he could have put up 50 points, and that team could have put up hundred. Uh, they scored 73 and played most of their bench in the, you know in the second half. Uh, Broderick, who put up 40 points against Leland in the first game of the season, he only had 15, uh, but that was play- he played the first three minutes of the First and second quarter, and I think maybe a minute or two in the third, and then he didn't see any time uh, in in the fourth. And, and talking with Renny Lafreniere, uh, the head coach uh, at TC Christian, after the game, he it's he said something that I really appreciated, which is he wanted to keep the dignity of the Forest Area team. He wanted to win, no doubt about it, uh, and, and they made sure to get an early enough lead. I, I think they were up fifteen to nothing or. Uh, at, at one point they were up by thirty one points in, in the first half so they got to a point where the lead was comfortable um, but he wasn't gonna run up the score uh, or anything like that and i always appreciate a coach who who does that any other uh so let's shift back to the girls really quick uh any other teams that are, are standing out other than of course Glen lake
1: yeah you stole the answer right out of my mouth like uh again defeated Blakekers <laughs> that's now they've been for the bender out of the last decade, but I, I really like just, you know, they have Grace Bradford and Maddie Bradford and Jessica Robbins, and it, it just seems like it's the Glen Lake train that just keeps rolling, you know, uh, like what they're doing. Don't count out Frankfurt just because they beat them, though. Tim Resnick likes what they're doing, even though they're 3-3. Yeah, I mean, Leland is 4-1.
2: And their only loss is to Leland by 37, or to Glen Lake by 37. So, I mean, uh, Glen Lake is also outside of its conference schedule bringing in big schools. Like, almost all their non conference games are big, are class A schools. Yeah. But like, that's that tells you that they think this is a team that we need to prepare for a playoff run by playing these big schools. I mean, they've already played. Uh, I mean, St. Francis is actually the smallest school that they're playing outside of conference play, but they're playing Cadillac, TC Central, TC West, Midland. Outside of conference, they're they're finding the the top competition that are on here that they can bring in to get these girls ready for the playoffs. And they're still seven and zero, already having beaten St. Francis and Midland, and Oak Rapids, who's a pretty good team too.
0: Okay, we'll shift back to the boys then. Uh, teams that are standing out to you. Uh- Obviously kind of outside of our, our normal coverage area and um, teams that we pay attention to, but Ellsworth, again, proving themselves to be just um, a, a dominant team. They've started 7-0. and They've got that, that trio of, of scorers and Braden Steenwick, uh, Patrick Pearl, and... Fletcher um, Pletcher? Keelum, yeah, Callum Pletcher, yeah. Thank you. I was like, I'm like, that was the first name I thought of. How did it leave my mind immediately? Um, so yeah, w- with with those three, got a really really solid core, and it's just been impressive to me every time that they they send a score in, they've they've dominated, and there are times where all three of those guys are scoring twenty points and putting up double doubles.
1: One game that's definitely on my radar for Ellsworth is uh, February fourteenth at East Jordan. You know, it seems like. East Jordan was the last regular season game they lost to last year, and the year before that, I think it was their only loss was to East Jordan. So, um, I you always like when they're playing teams outside of the Northern Lakes Conference. Now, number one, we can go see them, but uh, <laughs> they're not at the Wolverine or Mackinaw City. But um, number two, it's just cool to see. You know, they're always a tall team. You know, that that's something of, about Ellsworth, no one. Like people are like, oh the does Ellsworth always got tall guys, but uh, something on uh, the water. It's just something in the water there, I guess. But um I think East Jordan, you know, they have the Malpass brothers, right? Maybe the Malpass brothers. I mean those two are, are carrying the Red Devils. they
2: they've only lost once this season.
0: Manselone is an so interesting I, team with the Active yeah, Brothers. Yeah that game got cancelled last year too so I was it definitely it was definitely cool to see
1: uh then play them cause, uh we were actually going to go up there if uh, before it got canceled, and we get the text like, "Oh, Mansellon, Ellsworth is canceled," and oh, we don't get C.J. Alfred against this team. So the district at Glen Lake this year
2: is going to be one of the best districts around. Uh, it's Benzie Central, Elk Rapids, GT Academy, Mancelona, Glen Lake, and St. Francis, all in one district. I mean, that's a yeah, and only one of those teams is going to win.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: that's a pretty darn good district. I mean, I. I a St. Francis Benzie Central game would be entertaining
0: as heck, and then there's the uh, the other uh, districts where you'll have Traverse City Christian, Buckley, Lake Elsinore St. Mary, uh, and that's another. With unfortunately, we're going to have a lot of good area teams knocked out in the first round of the playoffs.
1: Yeah, Buckley was a complete surprise to me as a as the start of the season. Landon Colaweak has a twenty-point game against uh, Glen Lake, and they were up what, what twenty-four to six at the end of the first quarter. And I think they're still unbeaten.
0: Yeah, they're three and zero. They've only you know they only started off with, with three games here. But Kazanowski has shown himself to be a scorer, and it, it's good to see the the Buckley program. It's like, oh, cool. I left when Buckley was good, and now I come back, and Buckley is good. So that's and we knew Benzie was going to be good. I didn't think they would be this good.
1: You know where they beat Wellington, which is a school bigger than them, and they went to the semifinals last year. I really interested to see how far this Benzie team can go. Yeah, Benzie is
2: just a deep team. Right? Which I mean, they've got the starting five, which is really good, and then they've got some guys coming off the bench too. Um, you know, they've got that Miles Pritchett, who's a six six kid coming off the bench, who's athletic and only a sophomore. And, you know, uh, Kite League is another guy who's a tall guy coming off the bench. And, and they've got some other, some other good guards like Ike Koscielski and Kevin Hubble coming off the bench. So they can really go after teams and, and press them and, and be aggressive because they've, they've got those fouls to give.
0: How do we feel about the three Traverse City teams?
1: You know, I like what the Titans are doing under Doug Bauman. They have a couple of really good upperclassmen, John, uh, John O'Connor number especially. You know, he's just a good go go ahead score same thing with uh um josh ursenberger so um they're they're definitely uh they, they definitely got some good scorers that uh have been playing some pretty good varsity minutes before this season so you know they're running a, they're running a new offense under him and it took some time for that to adjust and now he said to me he's starting to see the signs of that starting to kick in so
2: yeah, and Central's look pretty solid this season. I mean, the record doesn't look great, but I think that this is this is a team that in districts nobody's going to want to play. Uh, you know, they're they're deep. They've got size. They've got good guard play. Um, you know, Bordeaux and Rival is a really good backcourt for them, and and they can just roll guys at you as well. And but St. Francis beat them, pulled out that double overtime game, and, uh, and so St. Francis in that loaded district is in, is another team that obviously it's gonna be a, a great matchup with whoever gets to that district final. Hopefully.
0: You were you were at the you were at that game and I I've seen uh T C Central play this year. Is Caden Warner the most entertaining basketball player in the area right now? He is great to watch. Yes. He, he is, is the
2: most he's the most energetic and, and, you know, a big guy who moves well and everything like that, but he's just so into the game and so intense. Uh, I've
0: but never in, been a fun, but ex- in a fun me. way. Like, in a, yeah. it's, it, he's yeah. not, like, he's not serious and aggressive, right? He is just having a good time out there, being, mm-hmm. being goofy but being effective all at, at the same time. Like, he's not letting that his humorous play – affect the team negatively
2: yeah i've never been gone to a game and been excited for a, an inbounds play more than when right. uh Traverson central is on defense and he he covers the inbounder and he is always in the guy's face and yelling and screaming and making faces and pounding and his feet
0: is, waving his arms it is it is,
2: it is it's
1: it's awesome <laughs> i guess the last team we haven't talked about from the Three local schools: Traverse City, Traverse, City West Girls. You know they've. I know they're off to a three and four start, but they're led by a new coach that's had plenty of ex- long time experience downstate in the, state and the Portland area, and, uh, Southwest Michigan, and they're. You know I don't think you want to face them defensively. It's pretty hard to score on them, even in the games that they've lost. They've held all but one the less than fifty two points. So, and they even Glen Lake. Was they only scored 38 out of them. So, I, that like, like a lot of these teams, it's going to take a second for things to get going offensively and things to get going under a new coach's system, but they're going to be a tough beat in the postseason, like they usually are.
0: Well, since we have been on the subject of prep basketball, why don't we go ahead and get into our athlete interview right now, Traverse City Central's. Kate Heathouse and Ashlyn Hill were kind enough to spend about 15 minutes with us uh, via FaceTime. So let's listen to that interview right now. All right, it is my pleasure to welcome in Ashlyn Hill and Kate Heathouse to the virtual get around studio Uh, we are still in the age of the Omicron variant and making sure that we're all safe and I figured, I don't know, five people in a room that's about eight by ten probably wasn't a good idea, especially with poor ventilation Uh, so we're happy to have both of them on. Thank you both for joining us, really appreciate it
3: Yeah, thank you for having us
0: So I want to get started right away. We are sure it's now 10 days into 2022. What are your New Year's resolutions, if you came up with any?
3: Um, some of mine, just to do everything with a passion and a drive and just keep doing things I love, keep people around me that are stay healthy, be that- positive.
0: That's that's vague enough where you're just like you don't really have to hold yourself accountable. It's awesome. Yeah, you're just like great. I just want to be passionate and have good people around me. It seems mm-hmm. like a a pretty safe resolution.
4: Yeah, my, uh just to really like enjoy the moment. Um, everyone says that high school flies by in like the blink of an eye, and I don't think you really feel it until it happens, but high school's flown by pretty fast, so mine's just to enjoy the moment, and like Ashlyn said, you know, around myself with good people, so.
0: Well, I'm trying to got lose, it. like, 25 pounds, so you guys <laughs> are getting off easy here. <laughs> so. You got it, you got it.
3: Yeah, you can like do it.
0: 10 pounds. James, <laughs> you're, you're trying to drop 10? No, I'm going to try to gain 10. Oh, dude, no. I, I gained 10 last week. That's why I got to oh. drop 25. <laughs> How's the basketball season going so far? You guys are off to a really hot start. You've got to be feeling really good about where yeah. this team is at.
4: Yeah, oh yeah, for sure.
3: Um, yeah, it's been great. We've been working really hard. Um, we're coming together really well and I think it's showing um, with our record as of right now. yeah, it's been it's been super fun. It's been awesome. It's like a little family we have going. Oh yeah. Uh, we definitely all
4: push each other, which is very, very good. Uh, we've gelled very well together. We've built, done um, a lot of team botting, which has built a lot of chemistry. And I think coming off of last year, you know, we had a bunch of girls who hadn't played together. And this year, our, our coach has done a really good job of helping and bringing us together and really building that family atmosphere to where we can all trust one another. And it's been a really good start to hopefully a very good year.
1: Or your, Coach Dupmers was saying after the St. Francis game that you guys went rock climbing.
3: Yeah. Week <laughs> that or... that yeah. Did. morning. Oh, yeah, it was it was the early morning. It was 9 to 11. We all showed yeah. up, and we went rock climbing. It was it was a lot of fun.
1: So where was it that? It was pretty
3: scary. Pretty scary. Um, it was at Elevate. I think it's called Elevate. It's the new rock climbing, mm-hmm. climbing place here in town. It's um, over by the bike shops.
0: Right, it's like right off of Woodmere, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. that big, tall, gray building that you have yes. no idea what it is, and then you're like, oh, that's where they rock climb. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who made it to the top? Did everybody?
3: Um, not everybody, but a, a, quite a few of us did, actually. There did- was, like, different levels. Like, there was a shorter one, and then there was a taller one. It so probably one of the street climb. things I've ever done in my life.
0: It's one of the <laughs> scariest things that you've ever done?
3: I
4: don't do heights really well, so there's a couple times where we were like sit, and I slipped off and I was screaming. I'm not gonna lie, yeah. it, I. Oh
3: my goodness, was <laughs> it was funny.
0: So, are you afraid of heights? Are you afraid of heights looking down or looking up?
4: Oh, looking down for sure. Okay. That was my advice to everyone who went rock climbing: just don't look down.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah, I've got a I've got a weird fear of heights where it's. Looking down, it's fine, but if I feel like I'm on, like, the precipice of something, and I look up, that terrifies me. Like, if oh I'm at gosh. the top of a staircase, and I just look up at the ceiling, then I can't see the ground, and it freaks me out. I don't know what's wrong with me, but you have the normal kind of fear of heights, so just be thankful for that, I guess. How does dodgeball fall into the team bonding that you guys do?
4: The uh, christmas
3: it's do- dodgeball. Oh, dodgeball? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was another thing we did. It's just, I don't know, it's just like we kind of have, like, a competitive nature about us, so doing other activities that are also competitive, it's just a lot of fun, and it just it gets us to know each other even more. Mm-hmm. It's fun Who's the to best
2: and worst at bad ball?
3: Um, Caitlin's really good at it. She's an awesome and softball player. I am pretty awful. <laughs> Which are just going off of us, too. I always... I don't know. I always just throw it and they just catch it or I just don't. <laughs> it.
4: It's pretty fun though playing with the whole program, uh
3: getting like the freshmen and the JV all involved. Yeah. It it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun.
1: Has your 6 and one start surprised you at all?
3: You know, it's been it's been like a good good surprise, I think. I mean, I yeah. had no doubt that we were going to do do well this season by the way that we've been practicing together and the way that like we've all just blended so well together and just the way we worked hard but it's more it was like a good shock
4: yeah I would definitely say after the Grand Haven game when you know that was our one loss we've had it kind of like showed us who we are and after that I think it was nothing but like love and positivity in our program and it kind of has shown and built us throughout these past you know wins and I think that game really showed us like the type of team that we want to be and the way that we want to push each other in practice is to get better and better each day.
0: Now, is it about just grinding out this early part of the season, getting through it, getting better, uh, working on those those little things, and then coming out with the wins and being prepared for for the postseason? Is that kind of where this team is at right now?
3: No, I would I would say I mean every day we like just take the opportunity to yeah I would say grind it out and push each other and push even ourselves to just get to where we want to be and keep keep the street uh keep it going as long yeah. as we can
1: how mm-hmm. cool was it to uh go up against coach warren at uh saint francis because he was your freshman coach at uh central
4: it was pretty cool it was a pretty cool moment um you know we had a lot of success with him um ash and ice grade did and it was very fun very very competitive i would say mm-hmm. um he the way that we play so we just came in really, really wanting to win, I'd say. That was kind of our yep. biggest goal, Was just to beat him. But <laughs> it was cool. it was nice to see him. It was nice to see kind of the way that he's taken that program on. And it was fun. It was a fun game. Mm-hmm.
1: And you turn around and you beat Cadillac, who's dominated the Big North for the last couple of years. Um, they've only lost one game uh, last three seasons, and that was to Cadillac. And then obviously they lose to Gaylord starts start year. But... Uh, was, that, was that cool, you know, just going to their place and getting a win with big North Conference championship banners hanging in the background?
3: Yeah, that game was that was super exciting. It's, yeah, it was awesome. It was just, it's awesome to see how well, like, we all, we want it so badly that, and it shows on the court, and we, like, even in the moments where it's close, we just, we have a trust in each other and, like, an ability to work together, even in the moments where there's a lot of pressure and just, like, kind of, Take a moment of like calm and be like, we got this, like we just gotta play our game and keep it keep doing what we've been doing,
4: yeah, and it's cool how like without every single person on our team, we wouldn't be able to get the wins that we do, and we're very big on like every person has a role, and even if you know some girls don't get into the game, they are fired up on the bench. that motivates us so much on the court, so without every single girl we have on our team, like we would not be able to get these wins because they all push everyone, we all push everyone in practice and they bring so much energy to the game, which is, like, it's awesome to see on the court, to see your bench just fight it out for you.
0: How much does that help during the game when you're on the floor? And are are you feeding off that energy? Are you Do you notice it? Do oh, you, yeah. Okay. oh,
3: yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely. It's a, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's helped a lot, I would say.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Even when you're, like, when you come off the bench for, like, a team huddle and, like, everyone's just, like, clapping and you're all giving high fives and everyone's very – um Everyone's very a part of the game, regardless if they're on the court or not. And I think that, that has helped immensely. You,
2: you guys have a, a big week ahead of you. You've got uh, Bay City Western tomorrow and then Gaylord and then Traverse City West in eight days. What are you, what are you looking forward to most in those games?
4: Well, Bay City actually got canceled. Uh, so I yeah, But I would say with conference games coming up, just the mentality is just to keep grinding, keep pushing and, like secure those wins and obviously my one of my favorites game favorite games all throughout the entire season is always west so oh
3: yeah
4: really looking forward to that
3: yeah it's exciting i'm i'm excited we're all pumped for it we're gonna we gotta grind out the rest of this week as much as we can um gayler should be a good game too i'm excited mm-hmm. to see how we'll do against them yeah um yeah i think it's just you just gotta show up
0: yeah, Ashlyn, I saw you like rubbing your hands together. Yeah, when you were thinking, was that th- you were just thinking about West? You're like, oh, I can't wait for that game.
3: I know, I'm, i just, I'm so excited. I mean, it's something like we've, I've grown up, we've all grown up in the program, and like that's our rival, and, like that's been our rival, and it's just like, I don't know, it's just exciting. I can't wait.
0: Is it a heated rivalry at- or a friendly rivalry?
3: Oh, pretty heated. <laughs> I would say it's kind of both. <laughs> a pretty
4: heated rivalry, yes. yeah. Like the atmosphere so much different and just you just want to beat Wes so bad like it's yeah. you can't really describe why but you just want to beat him so
3: bad like mm-hmm. I don't yeah, know yeah it's pretty it's it's pretty intense game every time but it's exciting it's friendship I feel like it's in like a little bit of a respectable way because we know that they feel mm-hmm. the same way you know like they're also thinking the same thing but
0: super pumped for it do you prepare any differently do you have to get in a different mindset for that game
3: not not so much. I think it's just we got to go out there and play the same. You know, it might be a little bit more. It almost has a more of like a personal connection to it, I feel like, like each of us involved just because of how it is, like a cross-town rivalry. But, no, I'd say mentality goes in the same. We just play our game and work together.
4: I feel like the trick is, too, like you can't think of it as any, like you can't think of it as like this much bigger game because in reality you're going out and you're just playing the game that you play. Mm -hmm. every day you've played for most of your life. And that's like the mentality I think of it as is don't get nervous. Don't get scared. Just go out and like play.
1: Ashlyn, I know you asked, I asked you this uh, after the St. Francis game, but what's it like just having to and Lucia as freshmen, you know, she's Mm -hmm. been running point since the, you know, she started point first, first game of the season and she had seven assists against St. Francis. You know, how, how well does she run your offense?
3: Oh yeah. It's awesome. They're both great aspects, aspects to our team. Um, yeah, they blend in like it's just it's it's no different than anybody else on the team. They just they work really well. They're determined. They work hard. We push we push them. They push us too. Even though they are younger, it doesn't show on the court as much.
2: I heard that Kate is uh, kind of mentoring Lucia. Is that true?
4: Yeah, uh, Lucia and I kind of clicked from the beginning. Just as someone who I see, I just see so much potential in her, and I see. How bad she wants it. So definitely in practice, I get on her a little bit, and you know it's all out of love. But that kid, I think, just she truly has the heart and she has the love for the game. And I, I just see a lot, see a lot of kind of like my younger self in her, I guess, because I've had this love and this passion for this game like many of it, like my other teammates for a long time. So I push her pretty hard in practice. I'd say just because I like I want her to see what I'll season her. Um, I,
2: tell me about uh, the uh, the Christmas caroling trip that the team went on, where you, uh, you you <laughs> your son Christmas carols outside of Peter Joe's apartment.
3: Oh yes! Oh, wow, that was <laughs> amazing. That was fun. It was just it was pretty short, but I don't know. It just it was Peter's done so much for the program and everyone, and he's just been a, such a such a key part of our of the Trojan family for so long, and it was just nice to do something for him.
4: Yeah, it was great to see him smile and laugh because a lot of us haven't seen him and I haven't seen him in a very long time. So just to see him smile and laugh and know that we were, that was amazing.
0: Yeah, thank you both, uh, Mm -hmm. Kate and Ashlyn. Really, really appreciate it. Good luck in, in the coming week.
3: Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it so much.
0: All right, thank you again. I know I say it every single time, but we really do appreciate it when uh, our local student-athletes give us uh, some of their time and jump on the show and talk to us. So thanks again to uh, to Kate and Ashlyn. Really, really appreciate it. Let's go ahead and get now into our Athlete of the Week, and uh, I'm a little upset at Andrew, um, but he does deserve this nomination, even though this is the one that I wanted to... To put up uh, after learning about this uh, on Saturday and, and reading about it in the in the prep roundup. But Andrew, why don't you go ahead and get us started with uh, your no- nomination for our athlete of the week and the Get Around Hall of Fame?
1: So I was at the Great Northwest High School Bowling Conference meet at Lucky Jacks, and man, I saw a match that basically went to overtime. When it comes to bowling, you know they're tied at fifteen at the end of uh, the meet, and they do what's called a roll off where they they roll two Baker games and. A Baker game is where, like, you know, one guy bowls and the person on the bench bowls the next frame and the person on the next bowls the next pin and a lot of situational stuff, right? And Dre Hewitt comes out to the 10th frame, last ball, you know, match, it's like, extremely close. And one outcome would have won it, a strike. He gets a nine, it goes to a tie, which under MHSA rules, it's a six-frame roll-off. Or a, a four-frame a four roll-off from the sixth to the 10th frame. You know, even the coach I was standing next to had never seen that before. An eight would have given the match to the West, which is pretty common occurrence. You know, you hit the middle, it's a seven ten 10 split. Well, Dre got a strike, and Benzie won, the ma- Benzie won the match. And I think everyone was just trying to get their head to turn around and see what this ball was going to be. And, man, this guy went crazy afterwards, so.
0: That is Again, the the pressure of that situation, and I'm going to brag about myself, which I mean this isn't really a brag at all, but I was a semi-pro bowler, and I did go on the the semi-pro circuit in Illinois uh, when I was uh, much younger in my uh, late teens and early 20s, and I I know those situations. I I know just how difficult and nerve-wracking it can be to have – a, a match come down to a single roll, and you've got to make sure that you know you are in, in the right headspace, and that you just tell yourself that you've done this before, you've done this a lot. Allow your just kind of clear your mind, and allow your body to take over, because the muscle memory for that is really all all that you need. And I, it's for me. It's still there. It took a little while. I'll, I'll tell this story really quick. But the last time that I went bowling, which was just before COVID hit, so I think January or February of 2020, I went bowling for the first time in probably five years. I started off terribly, and I have never done this in my entire life. Probably even when I was a kid. But I rolled nine gutter balls. In a row, I could not figure out the lanes, and I could not figure out where I needed to throw. But soon enough, that muscle memory came back, and I was able to figure it out. Now, that first game, we we played three games. That first game, I shot I think a 65, which is oh. horrific. And super embarrassing, especially after I got there and I show up and I've got my bowling bag with my two uh, bowling balls in there. And I've got my bowling shoes and I've got my, you know, my rosin bag that I use to make sure that my my thumb doesn't stick. And I'm like, all right, here we go. And I'm I'm, I'm about to, you know, show off for my friends and show just how awesome I I am. And then I throw nine gutter balls in a row and roll a 65. Now I saved myself those last two games, and I rolled I think a 222 and a 224, so I felt good about that, um, and was able to impress the people that I was bowling with, with. But man, it was those nine gutter balls hurt hurt my pride quite a bit.
1: Yeah, and that was the, that's the other thing I found interesting is that Dre didn't even score his two. Single games, like they, they, you know, they bowl two regular games, and they go up against like the first, second, third, fourth, and fifth best bowler from uh, the opposing team. He didn't even win the points on those, but he did get the it's bad, he did get the total pin points. So, in his sing, in his regular games, he did bowl a one fifty one and a one eighty five. So, and, and he didn't win because the, the guy from West had a Keegan Klinger Smith at a two twenty one and a one ninety eight. So, that's uh it was a heck of a match
0: between those two teams. Yeah, but for the clutch factor, I think he's uh, in. Well, yeah, you with the clutch factor,
3: yeah.
0: James, your nomination.
2: Yeah, I'm going to put up Wyatt Nasadas from Traverse City St. Francis. I mean, he had 31 in that double overtime win over Traverse City Central, and you're like, okay, well, yeah, it was double overtime. How you know they so got 31, but they only scored 50 points in that game in double overtime, right? He 31 out of 50. Uh, he had nine in the first quarter, hit three threes back-to-back-to-back. To back to back, and he just – he controlled that game as much as anybody in, in that game. He, he, he just took control, and it, that game was going to go the way Wyatt and I say in that game.
0: Can I ask you a question? Were you bummed out that it was – that it went double overtime considering the fact that we had an early deadline? That night, and I needed you to get your story in by about ten o'clock.
2: Uh, only because I had to kind of rush when I was writing. The game itself was fantastic. I mean, the, the overtimes were never. Nobody ever got more than like a two-point lead in the overtime. So it was just it was, it was an incredibly great game to watch. Um, you know, even though it was fairly low-scoring, the, the defenses were intense, and uh, it was just a fantastic game to watch. But. Yeah, afterwards, there was a couple of details afterwards that I'm like, oh, I forgot to put those in the story or I didn't have a time to work on like how There was a player on T.C. Temple's bench who was, you know, throwing up during the fourth quarter or during one of the overtimes, maybe? During the first overtime,
0: maybe? Throwing up? One of the kids who wasn't playing uh, uh, was, was, went over and threw up in the trash can. I would imagine it's, that's got to be sickness and not nerves, right? I don't know. I don't know. It could
2: have been nerves. That game was so close, and that kid had already fouled out. Oh, okay. You Nailed know, it down a little bit, but Central had four kids fall out that game, so it, it could be any number, number of people. But uh, it was just, it was just a great game. Uh, yeah, it did kind of stink to have to abbreviate it a little bit. Writing, you know, I just wrote from the parking lot from my
0: car and I was like, I, I, I don't have enough time to drive anywhere. Yeah, I don't think enough people realize how much writing we sports writers do in our cars. Thank you so much. Yeah,
2: so much. All
0: right, uh, my nomination is going to be Cameron Patton from Forest Area. Yes, this came in a loss, and yes, it came in a, v- a very big loss, seventy-three to thirty-six to Traverse City Christian. But uh, this kid had a game-high seventeen points for Forest Area and hit five threes. And uh, given the fact that I mean he was certainly one of the players on that team that, that wasn't giving up throughout the whole competition, even though it was over within the first three minutes of the first quarter, unfortunately. But uh, you know, he and, and the rest of his team kept playing, so I am going to nominate, nominate uh, Cameron Patton from Forest Area. All right, all three very deserving. Uh, for this. I- I'll start with the voting, and I'm going to do this because how often do we put a bowler into the Get Around Hall of Fame, and I would imagine Wyatt is going to find himself nominated and inducted uh, into the Hall of Fame, and he's already been in the Hall of Fame for uh, for football. So I'm going to go with Dre Hewitt from Benzie Central for a single throw. That's it. Which I know seems crazy, given that Wyatt scored 31 points in a double overtime victory over a very difficult uh, Trevor City central team. And then I think put up 20 points uh, in their game the other night uh, that they won and had, I think, like five or six steals.
2: i go for the bowler too. I mean, yeah, how much do we put a bowler
0: up? Not often. Let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. Andrew was, was going to vote for the bowler. But... <laughs> did, you say, wait, did you just refer to yourself in the third person?
1: Well, yeah, because I I was going to vote for the, oh my God, yeah. Well, I would
0: hope you were going to vote for your own nomination. Yeah. Especially given how much we talked about it. So, all right, let's uh, congratulate Dre Hewitt from Benzie Central as our latest inductee into the Get Around Hall of Fame as our Athlete of the Week. So, very cool. A single throw gets you one of the greatest honors in northern Michigan.
2: The most exclusive club in Northern Michigan.
0: That's true. Oh, my God, I haven't referred to it as that in, in quite a while. No, but, yes, it, it, it absolutely is.
2: More exclusive than the club you went to on
0: New Year's Eve. Definitely. Although I was so glad. I, I I went there, and I was standing outside in the cold waiting to get in, and I think I had wrapped up the paper around 1140. I'm like, okay, I can get over there in time for, for midnight. And I was waiting outside because they weren't letting anybody in because they were in max capacity. And I think at, like, 11.55, I'm like, they're not going to – no one's leaving. No one's leaving the club before midnight, so there's no way that I'm getting in. So I just, I just went back and rang in the new year alone while all my friends partied and, 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 got got, and got COVID. So whatever. I'm good. I'm good with it. Like I said, my goal is to not get COVID – uh, f- until, not until, but I just want to make it until March 13th. COVID. When you like, want to get COVID. I, I will get COVID on March 14th, but that, I want to make sure that I make it through the, the, the two-year mark. All right, let's uh, shift to hockey really quick. We've got um, big games coming up this week with the McCullough Cup on Wednesday between Traverse City West and Traverse City Central. <laughs> and then we have the North South Showcase, better known as the uh, Rick Denneth Memorial Tournament, uh, coming up as well. Uh, what are you guys hoping to see from that? Uh, this is uh, Traverse City Central and Traverse City West have already seen each other what two or three times?
1: Twice. Just first twice. was a scoreless tie, and then the second yep. it, they played different goalies, and it was kind of like they played different goalies, and it was kind of like the you know the good wrap up to the um, Scott Miller Tournament. So a bunch of different lines got to play in and it, a bunch of different players, bunch of guys scored the first goal. So I'm expecting a typical McCullough Cup.
0: <laughs> yeah, Andrew, you're going to be there on on Wednesday covering that game. Well, they scored a goal when I was there. so uh, That is true. You've you seen that thinking, already. You have
1: to be thinking pretty good if you're Central or West then. <laughs> but uh, I I, did, I have heard Chris Gibbons say that strange things happen on the day of the McCullough Cup. And there's not really much more to describe it. I don't even know what he what he was going after when he said that to me, but... Tyler Esman and Michael Skirmerhorn already passed that all-time scoring mark for University uh, West history, and it should be a good warm-up for both teams for uh, the Denver-West tournament. You know, they're going to face Lavonia Stevenson for Central, and then for West, they're going to face Matt On I think Mason West is back in at goaltender for uh, for West. You know, I think I think I have heard his name back in because he had a, he was out for a little couple, a little bit for with an injury. So
0: we'll. Uh, I haven't had a chance to see uh, T.C. West play, but I did see Traverse City Central play uh, in the Scott Miller Memorial Tournament, and they got down uh, 5 nothing to Saginaw Heritage. And I was mm-hmm. basically, once the third period started, I was you know already in my notebook writing the story about the loss, and then they come out and score, I think, three goals uh pretty quickly and then score uh, a fourth to get it within one and had some power play opportunities, and I, I thought for sure they were going to tie it and come back and win. Uh, what I really thought was impressive about that, that TC Central team was they just didn't give up. Like It would have been so easy, and I know Chris Given said this to me afterward, but it really would have been easy to just go, all right, it's 5-0, let's pack it in. Uh, there's uh, a loss is a loss, it's a regular season game, let's not worry about it too much. But they weren't going to do that. And I also like the fact that they didn't play, they didn't get frustrated, which was really impressive. They weren't, there was no real chippy play when they got down 5 nothing. They weren't taking shots at Saginaw Heritage or, or anything like that. Uh, they just kept playing their game and didn't really worry about the score and, and came back. And I think that was, like I said, just a, a really impressive uh, performance by them in a loss.
2: Oh, yeah. The, the, uh, the with Memorial starts Thursday night with uh, T.C. West against Matawan. Um That's actually the second game, but the, with the one with local teams. I mean, you have uh, Davis and the Big Rapids before that. But, and then games just all day on Friday and Saturday. Um, this this tournament is just loaded. Twenty three teams, sixteen of which are ranked in the top twenty five of their division. Um, so a lot of quality quality hockey. It's five bucks to get in for the whole day, if you want to just go watch a whole bunch of good hockey. Uh, you know, and, and there's ten games, eleven some days. Um, so just a ton of hockey over there at Center Rice this week, and uh, you know. There's there's the the preview story that we did over the weekend on that and uh, how it's gotten to become one of the the second biggest tournament, basically, in high school in Michigan. It's a a pretty cool thing to have here in our backyard.
0: All right. Well, looking forward to that for sure. Uh, We'll have that coming up uh, this week. Make sure you check the Record Eagle both online at uh, recordeagle.com and uh, the newspaper every single day for our coverage throughout this week. Uh, But let's go ahead and wrap up the show. It has been a fine first episode of 2022 and with that in mind i'm gonna steal a bit from harrison and his jimmy johns sports corner on seven and four harrison bb of course sports director at seven and four and uh let's give our predictions and we'll keep it only sports related i was going to do a pop culture one but i can't even think of anything for that right now so let's just go ahead and keep it sports related uh i want to hear from you guys a sports prediction for 2022. Now, this can go into the next school year. So it can be the 2022-2023 uh, school year, or you can keep it for the rest of winter and then spring sports. It's up to you guys. So we'll do that, and then we'll do a, uh, a college or pro sports prediction.
2: I, I think we see Glen Lake playing
0: in Breslin this year. The Glen Lake girls, of uh, Glen-
2: Yeah. I, I think I think that they they just seem poised for that. They everything kind of seems to be pointing for it. Like we said, this, the schedule that they put together seems to be one that they are absolutely trying to challenge each, themselves outside of the league to prepare themselves for exactly that kind of environment, playing against bigger schools and everything. And uh, so I think that, I think the Lake plays in the at Breslau in the final four.
1: Okay, Andrew, your local sports. I say a Traverse City girls team is going to win a district title, between Central or St. St. Francis or West. They're going to overcome the hump. They're going to beat either Petoskey or Marquette, the two teams that either beat them in the tournament. Um, I don't know seen. I don't know what St. Francis girls typically plays, but in between the tra- Central and okay, I'll rephrase that then. Between between Central and West girls basketball, one of those is going to win a district title. I think they're going to get over to Hump and beat either Petoski or Marquette when it comes down to postseason. You know, I don't think what you're seeing right now from a new coaches with new coaches from an offensive standpoint is really indicative of how good these teams really are. Because truthfully, we've seen a lot of good stuff defensively from West and offensively from Central. So,
0: I, I, for uh, my sports, my local sports prediction, I am going to go into next school year since you guys both stayed in winter sports. Uh, I'm going to go to next year, and I will say that the Sutton's Bay football team will make a fourth straight appearance at the Superior Dome in Marquette. Uh, I like their junior class that they had this year, and they've got Dylan Barnowski coming back at QB, and that kid's got uh, a hell of an arm. And so I feel, again, that that is a team, just given the guidance and tutelage that they are under, with Garrick Opie, uh, I, I feel a lot of good things uh, again coming for that program, and I'll even go a step further and say it won't only be uh, a fourth straight appearance, but they will get the proverbial monkey off their back, just like TC Saint Francis tennis did this year and uh, win a state championship. So that'll be that'll be my local sports prediction. It's a good one. All right, let's move on to college or pro sports. Uh, I have the bell ready just in case Andrew brings up Kansas, and I have the bell ready just in case I bring up the White Sox. So I guess I need to ding myself because I just brought up the White Sox, so I'll go ahead and do that. Did I say something? No, No, you didn't say anything. I'm dinging myself because I already brought up the White Sox. I was just getting the bell ready in case you mention Kansas uh, in your prediction. So we'll start with you, Andrew. Andrew. No, I know you didn't, but I was just I was just readying the bell. I had it in front of me. If Jim Harbaugh is still the coach at
1: Michigan, I think Michigan goes back to the playoffs. You know, I they, whether they go to the transfer portal to fill the roles of Aiden Hutchinson, um, they did a lot of things. They they proved they can be up there. I know they weren't I know they got shot out to Georgia and wasn't really pretty. But um, you showed you can beat Ohio State and you can beat you know, contend with Michigan State. You know, I know it was a heck of a close game there. and know Kenneth is going into the, for the NFL draft, but I, I do think this was a big step forward to the image of Michigan football, and I think they'll be back in the playoffs next year.
0: Well, see, that rolls perfectly into my pro sports prediction, which is with the news coming out of uh, Hallis Hall and the Chicago Bears franchise today with uh, Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace getting the old axe I'm going to say that Jim Harbaugh goes pro and he would be the next coach of the Chicago Bears. Given All his right, history, so one of us, Given his history One of us with, will be wrong. Yeah. Or both of us. Yeah. So I'm often wrong when it comes to these so, things, but but given Harbaugh, Harbaugh, Harbaugh could stay at Michigan and uh, not make the playoffs and both of us are wrong. Right. So. Or, or go somewhere else other than the Bears. That is true. Oh. But I I think given his history with the Bears, um, even though it wasn't um always amicable i just i'm hoping that the bears make a a good move my i was on the phone with my parents yesterday and my dad was like oh the bears bears lost big i'm like yeah i i I don't care like not until they're good again am i gonna care i will freely admit to being a, a bandwagon fair weather fan when it comes to the chicago bears once they're good again i will uh renew my fandom membership uh, just like I have done with the Chicago Bulls this year. But uh, until they're good, uh, I'm not going to bother. All right, James, your, your pro sports prediction uh, or college? I think that the Detroit Tigers make the playoffs next year. Yeah, so do I, and that scares me.
2: I mean, at least it's a wild-card team. But, you know, I hope for more. I just like what they've put together, uh, the, the prospects that they've got coming up. They can come up and make an impact. To you know, Torkelson, Green, those guys, and, and Javi Baez, and a couple guys to the to the pitching staff. I, I, I like what they're doing. I can totally see them making the playoffs.
0: I I play a lot of uh, MLB The Show uh, on PlayStation Four because right now with the baseball lockout, I'm jonesing for mm-hmm. you know uh, for baseball and. Uh, I call him Torkel Spencerson every time that he comes up. I don't know why, but I'm always I always call him Torkel Spencerson. and uh, I in almost all of the franchise modes that I've played, he ends up on the New York uh, Yankees. Uh, he is almost always there. It's either him or uh, Vladdy Jr. that end up at, at first base for the Yankees. Uh, you know, down the road. So yeah, James, I know it kind of hurts, but I don't I don't think that's going to happen. I I see uh, Torkel as a, uh, a, a lifer tiger for sure. So. All right, boys. Well, that's it. We'll wrap it up with that episode two Oh one. Now in the books, uh, thanks to both of you guys. Thanks to, uh, Kate Heathouse and Ashlyn Hill again for joining us, uh, on the, the podcast. It's good to be back. It feels nice. Even though we're not in the studio together, uh, it feels nice to, to be back and, and being able to, uh, to put this out. Uh, I, I will give a quick update. Uh, I do want to start the get around film study again. Uh, we've had to kind of put that on hold, uh, with not allowing people, uh, outside people into the office. So, uh, Harrison Beebe, the one that I do the show with, he's not, uh, you know, able to come in here and and do the show. So hopefully COVID starts to, to die down, uh, here in the future. And, uh, come back in the studio and hopefully you guys can join us for a couple episodes as well I know James is going to want to do Miracle um, when we do that but that was the last episode we were supposed to do and then we got the note mm-hmm. that like no outsiders in the building So, alright right, thanks guys I appreciate it episode 201 of the Get Around Podcast is in the books <laughs>